0: Part 6 of The Snow Queen. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ellie. The Snow Queen and Other Stories by Hans Christian Andersen. Translated by H. B. Paul. The Snow Queen. Seventh Story. Of the Palace of the Snow Queen and what happened there at last. The walls of the palace were formed of drifted snow, and the windows and doors of the cutting winds. There were more than a hundred rooms in it, all as if they had been formed with snow blown together, the largest of them extended for several miles. They were all lighted up by the vivid light of the aura, and they were so large and empty, so icy cold and glittering. There were no amusements here, not even a little pierce ball, when the storm might have been the music and the bears could have danced on their hind legs and shown their good manners there were no pleasant games of snap dragon or touch or even a gossip over the tea-table for the young lady foxes empty vast and cold were the halls of the snow queen the flickering flame of the northern lights could be plainly seen whether they rose high or low in the heavens from every part of the castle in the midst of this empty endless hall of snow was a frozen lake broken on its surface into a thousand forms each piece resembled another from being in itself perfect as a work of art and in the centre of this lake sat the snow queen when she was at home she called the lake the mirror of reason and said it was the best and indeed the only one in the world little Kay was quite blue with cold indeed almost black but he did not feel it for the snow queen had kissed away the icy shiverings and his heart was already a lump of ice he dragged some sharp flat pieces of ice to and fro and placed them together in all kinds of possessions as if we wished to make something out of them just as we try to form various figures with little tablets of wood which we call a chinese puzzle Kay's fingers were very artistic it was the icy game of reason at which he played and in his eyes the figures were very remarkable and of the highest importance this opinion was owing to the piece of glass still sticking in his eye he composed many complete figures forming different words but there was one word he could never manage to form, although he wished it very much. It was the word eternity. The Snow Queen had said to him, When you can find out this, you shall be your own master, and I will give you the whole world and a new pair of skates. But he could not accomplish it. Now I must hasten away to warmer countries, said the Snow Queen. I will go and look into the black craters of the tops of the burning mountains, Etna and Vesuvius, as they are called. I shall make them look white, which will be good for them, and for their lemons and grapes. And away flew the Snow Queen, leaving little Kay quite alone in the great hall, which was many miles in length. So he sat and looked at his pieces of ice, and was thinking so deeply, and sat so still, that anyone might have supposed he was frozen. Just at this moment it happened that little Gerda came through the great door of the castle. Cutting winds were raging around her, but she offered up a prayer, and the wind sank down as if they were going to sleep and she went on till she came to the large empty hall, and caught sight of Kay. She knew him directly. She flew to him and threw her arms around his neck, and held him fast while she exclaimed Kay, dear little Kay, I have found you at last But he sat quite still, stiff and cold. Then little Gerda wept hot tears, which fell on his breast and penetrated into his heart, and sounded the lump of ice and washed away the little pieces of glass which had stuck there. And he looked at her and she sang, Roses bloom and cease to be, but we shall the Christ shall see. Then Kay burst into tears, and he wept so that a splinter of glass swam out of his eye. Then he recognized Gerda and said joyfully, Gerda, dear little Gerda, where have you been all this time, and where have I been? And he looked all around him and said, How cold it is, and how very large and empty it looks! And he clung to Gerda, and she laughed and wept for joy. It was so pleasing to see them that the pieces of ice even danced about, and when they were tired went to lie down they formed themselves into the letters of the word which the snow queen had said he must find out before he could be his own master and have the whole world and a pair of new skates then gerda kissed his cheeks and they became blooming and she kissed his eyes and they shone like her own she kissed his hands and feet and then he became quite healthy and cheerful the snow queen might come home now when she pleased for there stood his certainty of freedom in the world she wanted written in shining letters of ice, then they took each other by the hand and went forth from the great palace of ice. they spoke of the grandmother and of the roses on the roof and as they went on the winds were at rest and the sun burst forth when they arrived at the bush with the red berries there stood the reindeer waiting for them and he had brought another young reindeer with him whose others were full and the children drank her warm milk and kissed her on the mouth Then they carried Kay and Gerda first to the Finland woman, where they warmed themselves thoroughly in her hot room, and she gave them directions about their home journey. Next they went to the Lapland woman, who had made some new clothes for them and put their sleighs in order. Both the reindeer ran by their side and followed them as far as the boundaries of the country, where the first green leaves were budding. Here they took leave of the two reindeer and the Lapland woman, and all said farewell. Then the birds began to twitter, and the forest too was full of young green leaves, out of it came a beautiful horse, which Gerda remembered, for it was one which had drawn the golden coach. A young girl was riding upon it, with a shining red cap on her head, and pistols in her belt. It was the little robber maiden, who had got tired of staying at home. She was going first to the north, and if that didn't suit her, she meant to try some other part of the world. She knew Gerda directly, and Gerda remembered her. It was a joyful meeting. "'You're a fine fellow to go getting about in this way,' she said to little Kay. "'I should like to know whether you deserve that anyone should go to the end of the world to find you.' But Gerda patted her cheeks, and asked after the prince and princess. "'They are gone to foreign countries,' said the robber girl. "'And the crow?' asked Gerda. "'Oh, the crow is dead,' she replied. "'His tame sweetheart is now a widow, and wears a bit of black worsted around her leg. She mourns very pitifully, but it is all stuff.' But now tell me how you managed to get him back. Then Gerda and Kay told her all about it. Snip, snap, snare. It is all right at last, said the robber girl. Then she took both their hands, and promised if she ever should pass through the town, she would call and pay them a visit. And then she rode away into the wide world. But Gerda and Kay went hand in hand towards home, and as they advanced, spring appeared more lovely with its beautiful flowers. Very soon they recognized the large town where they lived, and the tall steeples of the churches in which the sweet bells were ringing a merry peal as they entered it and found their way to their grandmother's door they went upstairs into the little room where all looked just as it used to do the old clock was going tick tick and the hands pointing to the time of the day but as they passed through the door into the room they perceived that they were both grown up and become a man and woman the roses out on the roof were in full bloom and peeped in at the window and there stood the little chairs on which they had sat when children and gerda and kay seated themselves each on their own chair and held each other by the hand while the cold empty grandeur of the snow queen's palace vanished from their memories like a painful dream the grandmother sat in god's bright sunshine and read aloud from the bible except ye become as little children ye shall in no wise enter into the kingdom of god and kay and gerda looked into each other's eyes and all at once understood the words of the old song Roses bloom and cease to be, but we shall the Christ shall see. And they both sat there, grown up, yet children at heart, and it was summer, warm, beautiful summer. End of Part six of the Snow Queen Recording by Ellie, february twenty ten.